We present Peter Cook and Marjorie Westbury in the Francis Durbridge serial Paul Temple and the Alex Affair. Episode 3, Mr. Carl Latham. and I said I was going to. But when I reached Curzon Street, I had a strange sort of feeling that someone was following me all the time. Following you, Steve? And I couldn't see anyone, and I couldn't even hear footsteps. And yet I felt sure that... Oh, it was most uncanny. It, it was almost like an hallucination. Well, perhaps it was an hallucination, Mrs. Temple. Oh, no, it wasn't, Inspector. Because, you see, later... Later, I actually saw someone... You saw the person that was following you? Yes. Oh? What was he like? It wasn't a he, Inspector. It was a girl. A girl? You sure? Yes, Paul. I could see her as clearly as I can see you now. What sort of a girl? Oh, rather smart. Brown shoes, brown suit, brown handbag, little brown hat. Oh, quite smart, darling. This is extraordinary. What do you mean? Yes, what do you mean, Mr. Temple? Do you know this girl? No. Then why are you so surprised? When I went to Dr. Kahima's this afternoon, I met a man called Carl Latham. He told me that he'd been suffering from hallucinations. What sort of hallucinations? He was under the impression that everywhere he went, he was being followed by a girl. He said, I could see her just as clearly as I can see you now. Brown shoes, brown suit, brown handbag, perky little hat. I, I don't believe it. That's fantastic. No, not when one really thinks about it, Inspector. It simply means that Dr. Kahima was mistaken. Mistaken about what? Well, uh, about the hallucinations. Look here, you can say what you like about this business, but I've got a hunch that Mrs. Trevelyan's behind all this. In fact, if you want my frank opinion, I think that... that... Mrs. Trevelyan is Alex? Yes. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure, sir. Well, she certainly prepared a nice little surprise for us tonight. Tonight? Yes, we had an appointment with Mrs. Trevelyan at a house in Marshall House Terrace. So? What time? And what happened? Then into the dining room and there was soul in sight. And instead of meeting Mrs. Trevelyan, we were introduced to a time bomb. Good Lord. And not only a time bomb, Sir Graham but a rather ingenious little trick to keep us standing on top of it. What do you mean, Temple? Someone had fixed up an automatic record player in one of the bedrooms. A record player? But why? Because they knew that when we heard music, we should... You'd assume that the house was occupied and stay in the dining room for a moment or two while the bomb exploded. Yes. But how did you know that the time bomb was in the dining room? Oh. Did I say in the dining room? Yes. Oh, I just assumed it. So, uh, was it in the dining room? Yes, it was in a suitcase. Well, this settles one thing. I'll get a warrant out for Mrs. Trevelyan tomorrow. No, no, don't do that, Sir Graham. Not Temple's right, sir. It wouldn't be a very wise move to arrest her yet. Not on a charge of attempted murder. Where was the house, Temple? Marshall House Terrace, you say? Yes, 49A. I expect we shall find details of the affair waiting for us at the yard, sir. I'd like to see your report, if I may, Sir Graham. Yes, of course. I'll, um, I'll phone you in the morning. Fine, thanks. Are you ready, Crane? Yes, sir. Good night, Mrs. Temple. Good night, Inspector. Good night, Steve. No, 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 don't trouble to see us out, Temple. We can find our way, all right? Oh, very well, but 
If you could let me have the details of the house, who it belongs to, who actually occupies it, I'd be most grateful. Yes, of course. Well, good night again. Good night. Good night. Paul? Yes, darling? I don't think I care. Crane? Hmm. Oh, he's all right. How long has he been at the yard? About uh, six years, I believe. Why do you ask? I wondered, that's all. He's probably got an unfortunate manner. <laughs> yes, that's one way of putting it. Oh, well. I'm off to bed. No, no, don't go for a moment or two. She'll be here in a minute, Steve. She? Oh, didn't I tell you? Mrs. Trevelyan. Mrs. Trevelyan? Yes. She's actually coming here? Mm-hmm. At least I shall be very surprised if she doesn't. But, Paul, why should you think that? When Sir Graham and I arrived with Inspector Crane, I noticed a car parked at the end of the road. I'm pretty certain that Mrs. Trevelyan was in that car. A blue car with disc wheels. That's it. It was there when I arrived. She must have been expecting you then. She must have... Oh. Uh, Ricky's gone to bed, I think. That's all right. I'll answer it. Good evening, Mrs. Trevelyan. Good good evening, Mrs. Temple. Can I get you a drink? No, I, I haven't a great deal of time. Oh, oh, Mr. Temple, would you mind drawing these curtains, please? Oh, no one can see you from the street, if that's what you're worrying about. It's all right, darling. I'll do it. Thank you. I, I'm most terribly sorry about what happened tonight at Marshall House Terrace. Oh, it might have been worse. Not much worse, but it might have been worse. Did you know that there was a time bomb in the suitcase? No. No, I swear I didn't. I, I watched you both go into the house. I, I was at the bottom of the road. And when the bomb exploded, I... I didn't know what to do. Mrs. Trevelyan, I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm going to say. Yes. All right. Some months ago, a man called Richard East was murdered. By Alex. A card was found on him, a visiting card. Scribbled on the back of the card was the name Mrs. Trevelyan. No, I don't believe it. Do you remember the Norma Rice affair? Well, yes. Wasn't she found murdered in a, in a, a railway compartment? Yes. And scribbled in the back of her diary was the name Mrs. Trevelyan. I don't believe it. You're lying. I haven't finished yet, Mrs. Trevelyan. Well, what do you mean? You see this piece of paper? Yes. You see what it says? It's got my name on it. Where did you find it? On Sir Ernest Cranberry. Oh, no. Paul, she's going to faint. No. No, I'm not up here. I'll be all right. Let me get you a drink. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Temple, about tonight. That's all right, Mr. Benny. Really? Were you hurt? No. But we didn't particularly enjoy it. Now, here you are. Drink this. Thank you. Oh. There. Is that better? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I feel much better. Thank you. Sir Graham Forbes was here a little while ago with Inspector Crane. I don't know whether... Yes, I saw them leave. Do you know, Sir Graham? Only by sight. Never actually met. 
Sir Graham isn't a fool, not by any stretch of the imagination. Well? Well, I thought you might be interested to know that he's under the impression that... That I'm Alex? Yes. Do you think I'm Alex, Mr. Temple? When I investigate a case, Mrs. Trevelyan, I always make a point of trying to find out right at the very beginning what exactly it's all about. Well, sometimes this isn't quite so simple as it seems. Take this particular case, for instance. Why did Alex murder Richard East? Why did Alex murder Norma Rice? And why did he murder Sir Ernest Cranberry? There doesn't appear to have been a motive. But I'm quite sure that there is a motive, Mrs. Trevelyan. And I'm equally sure that you know what the motive is. Yes. Yes, I know. Then hadn't you better tell me? It's a long story. A few months ago, I received a letter. It was signed, Alex. And at first, I thought it was some kind of a joke, but I received a second letter, and I knew then that it, it wasn't. He demanded £3,000, and he said that if I didn't pay the 3000 he would reveal a certain secret of mine. What happened? You paid the 3000 Yes, but not at first. It was only after I read about the murder of Richard East that I decided to pay. What do you mean, only after you read about Richard well, East? Well, Alex sent me a list, a, a list of names. Richard East was the first name on the list. Oh, I knew then. You knew that East was murdered because he refused to be blackmailed? Yes. Go on. So I never heard another word from Alex, not until about three months later. And then? I received a note. It was on my desk when I got to the office one morning. What was in it? Well, it, it simply said that he wanted certain information about a patient of Dr. Kohima's. I see. And if you refuse to supply that information... Did you supply it? Yes. Hmm. That's why you asked me to meet you tonight. You were told to do that, weren't you? Told to do it by Alex. Yes. The note was on my desk this morning when I arrived at the office. Uh-huh. Have you got that list, Mrs. Trevelyan? The list of names? Oh, yes, I, I brought it with me. Uh, and the note I received this morning. Oh, thank you. The port. The first four names are the names of the people who've been murdered. There are only three names left. Only three names. James Barton, Norman Steele, and Mrs. Trevelyan. <laughs> hmm. This seems to indicate that Mrs. Barton and Steele have followed in your footsteps, Mrs. I Trevelyan. had no choice, Mr. Temple. Please believe me. You say that you obtained certain information about a patient of Dr. Kahima's. How did you get that information to Alex? I, I posted it. Posted it? To the Waverley Hotel at Canterbury. Oh. Simply to the Waverley Hotel, Canterbury? No. I, I addressed it to a Miss Judy Smith. Why? Well, those were my instructions. Is that where you delivered the £3,000? Yes. I was told to make the money up into a small parcel and take it down to the hotel. Addressed to Miss Smith? Yes. Did you see anyone? No. I simply left it at the desk. I see. Tell me, how long have you been working for Dr. Kahima? Oh, 
About six years. Six years? Now, please, don't think that Dr. Cohim has got anything to do with this. If he thought for a moment that I was mixed up I in I suppose this you business... use a typewriter at the office, Mrs. Trevenin? Well, yes. Do you know anything about typewriters? I've used a few in my time, I suppose. I can tell you one thing, Mr. Temple. These notes, the notes I've received from Alex... Well? ...have all been typed on the same machine. And how do you know? Well, now, if you look carefully, you can see that the the A isn't very well formed, you see. Mm-hmm, yes. And there's a, a definite blur across the letter D. Oh, mm. yes. Mm. Could these notes have been typed on your machine, the one you use at the office? Oh, good gracious, no. It looks to me as though these notes have been typed on a portable typewriter. Hasn't Dr. Fahima got a portable? Yes, he, he has, but I... I don't remember ever seeing him use it. Well, I want you to use it, Mrs. Trevelyan. Tomorrow morning. I want a specimen of every letter on the machine, you understand? Yes, but I'll I'd pick really it up don't... at about 10.30. If Dr. Kohima should see me, you can... Well, you can tell him that I'm still making inquiries about his car. His car? He'll understand. Mr. Temple, you surely don't suspect Dr. Kohima. For ten years, he's a charming man. Mrs. Trevelyan, in a case of this kind, I make a point of suspecting everyone. Oh, good morning. Mrs. Trevelyan's expecting me. My name's Temple. Oh, yes, sir. Will you come in, please, sir? Thank you. Would you wait in here, sir? Thank you very much. Oh, hello, Mr. Temple. Oh, good morning, Mr. Latham. Oh, this is a surprise. I didn't expect to see you here. At least not at this time of the morning. Well, I didn't expect to see you either, if it comes to that. No, I suppose not. I have a, an appointment with Dr. Kohima. I see. I trust that you were suitably impressed yesterday, Mr. Temple. Impressed? With your consultation. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. A really remarkable man, Dr. Kohima. Absolutely first class. Mm, I should imagine so. He cured me of the most extraordinary hallucination. I was under the impression that everywhere I went, I was being followed. Yes you, didn't I? Yes, you told me. I'm sorry, but it really was extraordinary. I'm sure. I don't suppose for one moment that it will, Mr. Latham, but if by any chance your hallucination returns... Returns? I should advise you to consult me instead of Dr. Kahima. Right you are, Mr. Latham. I'm ready for you now. Oh, thank you. Why, good morning, Mr. Temple. Uh Have we an appointment? No, I called to see Mrs. Trevelyan. Oh, indeed. I'll be with you in a moment, Mr. Latham, if you will go into the consulting room. Thank you. Goodbye, Mr. Temple. Goodbye. Uh, what exactly is it you uh, wish to see Mrs. Trevelyan about? About your car, Dr. Gamer. But I've told you all there is to tell you about mm, my car. I know, but with your permission, I should like to have a chat with Mrs. Trevelyan. Very well, just as you please. Ah, here she is. Mrs. Trevelyan, uh, Mr. Temple would like to have a word with you. Oh, Yes, sir. Satisfy his curiosity, uh, Mrs. Trevelyan, if you can. (laughs) Oh, and before I forget, I appear to have mislaid a pencil of mine, this silver one with my initials 
a CK on it. You know the one? Yes, of course. Hmm. It was on your desk last yes, night. Yes, yes, I know it was on my desk last night, but I haven't seen it this morning. Oh, but I try and find it for you, sir. I wish you would, my dear. Well, if you'll excuse me, Mr. Temple. Yes, of course. Well? Now, I tested the portable. Here you are. Thank you. Ah, the typing isn't the same. Well, of course not. I mean, I knew it wouldn't be. Mrs. Trevelyan, you took a risk last night in coming to my house. You know that, don't you? Yes. Well, take care of yourself. Watch your step. Now, why do you say that? No particular reason, but just take care of yourself. What happens if I want to get in touch with you again? Uh, you can ring me at this number. Oh. I shall be out of town tonight, but I shall be back first thing tomorrow morning. In any case, I am only going down to Canterbury. Canterbury? Yes, to the Waverley Hotel. Sir. Uh, we'd like a table for two, please. Are you staying here? Yes. Oh. Oh, very good, sir. You're this way, please. <laughs> this is the best I can do, I'm afraid. Oh, that's fine. Thank you. I'll be with you in a moment, sir. Oh, he's making sure that everything's off the menu. <laughs> this place. I think it's run by a man called Chester. He was in the office when I registered. You didn't ask him about the mysterious Miss Judy Smith? No, I'll have a chat to Mr. Chester after we've eaten. Gosh, I'm hungry. Well, here's the menu, sir. Ah, thank you. Mm. Now, oh, roast duck. Good. The duck's off, sir. Off color or off the menu? Both, sir. Oh, um, what about the roast lamb? Oh, very tasty, while it lasts. But of course it's off. Oh, yes. 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 I might be able to do something in the fish line, sir, if you fancy a nice bit of fish. Darling, fish? Hmm? Fish, darling. Oh, um, yes, 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 that'll do splendidly. Uh, very good, sir. We'll do the best we can. Oh? What were you staring at? I was just looking at the menu. <laughs> There's nothing very remarkable about the menu, darling. Isn't there? Have a look at it. Well? Don't you think it's typed rather nicely? That's all right. I can't say I'm mad about it. My God. The typewriter they typed this menu with is obviously the machine that typed the notes. The notes were sent to Mrs. Trevelyan by Alex. Yes. Paul, I meant to ask you last night. Those two names, the only two names on the list, apart from Mrs. Trevelyan. James Barton and Norman Steele. Yes. Had you ever heard of them before? I'd heard of James Barton. He's a director of Overland Airways, and I think... Hello, look who's here. Hello, Mr. Temple. Oh. Now, what are you doing in Canterbury? Good evening. Why, don't you remember me? 
We met the night before last. I mistook you for a friend of mine. Yes, I remember you, Mr... Uh... Lordy, now I don't suppose I properly introduced myself. No. Davis but... is my name. Uh, Wilfred Davis. Oh. Are you still reading your detective novels, Mr. Davis? Just you try and stop me, Mrs. Temple. I'm an absolute glutton for crime or criminology. By the way, Mr. Temple, this Alex affair is a most extraordinary business, is it not? The newspapers seem to be full of the most gruesome details. Uh, tell me, is it true that you are sort of um, investigating the case? Mm, sort of, Mr. Davis. Well, now, that must be most interesting. Uh, of course, naturally, I'm particularly interested in the Alex affair. Oh, why? Uh, well, you see, uh, I suppose in a manner of speaking, I'm almost part and parcel of it, as you might say. What do you mean? I was on that uh, railway train, you know, when they found the body of Norma Rice. Oh, were you? Yes. Actually, I was asleep in the next compartment. Did you see Miss Rice? Lordy, yes. The ticket collector got excited and dragged me into her compartment. My, you know, it was a strange sight. She was kind of propped up in the corner, you know. And scrawled across the window was the name, Alex. Had you heard of the name before? Oh, no, no, I hadn't. What happened when you arrived in London? Oh, there was a terrible to-do. The police kept me hanging around on the platform for ages. And then eventually I was taken to a local police station and interviewed by a man called Kane or Crane or something like that. Chief Inspector Crane. That's right. Chief Inspector Crane, a very unpleasant gentleman. He was from Scotland Yard. Yes, I know, Crane. I expect you do, Mr. Temple. To be frank, you know, he reminded me of a character out of one of your books. One of the villains, no doubt. Well, I certainly didn't take to him, Mrs. Temple, I must admit. What did Crane ask you? What didn't he ask me? I thought he was never going to stop asking questions. As soon as he arrived at the police station, he said... Sit down, Davis. Won't keep you five minutes. Well, the last time a policeman said that to me, I had a breathalyzer test, a blood test. Oh, no, a lot. It took hours. The wife thought I'd emigrated. Yes. Now, tell me about the girl. What girl? The girl on the train. Well, what do you mean? Tell you about her. When did you first see her? When? Well, when the ticket collector took me into a compartment. You hadn't seen her before? Well, no, of course I hadn't. Why, of course. She must have got into the train probably the same time as you did. Well, if she did, I never noticed her. Did you notice anyone? Yes, of course, man. I don't go about with my eyes shut. But you never noticed the girl? No, I didn't. Who did you notice? Whom did you notice, Inspector? Answer my question. Well, um... Now, there, um... Yes, there was a man with a valise. A tall chap with glasses. He mm. stood in a corridor for about ten minutes and then went into the next coach. Why? Why? What do you mean, why? Why did he go into the next coach? There was plenty of room in yours. Well, Lordy, man, I don't know why. Perhaps he had a second-class ticket. Perhaps he didn't like the look of me. Perhaps he thought I was going to ask him a lot of damn silly questions. It's sometimes necessary to ask a lot of damn silly questions, Mr. Davis, especially when you're investigating a murder case. Once, a long time ago, I asked a damn silly question and got a damn silly answer. The man who gave me that answer is still in prison. I... I've told you the truth. I've never seen Miss Rice before. Not until the ticket collector took you into her compartment. That's right. By which time she was dead. Yes. How did you know her name was Rice? I asked the station master while I was hanging about on the platform. Naturally, I was curious. Naturally, Mr. Davis. Right, leave your address and phone number with the sergeant, just in case we want to ask you any more questions. But I could stay the night, Inspector. That won't be necessary. Thank you, sir. Did Inspector Crane get in touch with you again? No. I haven't heard a word from him, thank goodness. 
Not my favourite man, I'm afraid. Oh, he's thought very highly of at the yard, at least, so I'm told. Well, that may be. I'm sure he's kind to his wife and nice to kiddies. But he doesn't exactly bring joy to your heart when he's questioning you. Hmm. Well, he's pretty shrewd. Don't underrate him. <laughs> underrate him? I trust I won't even see the gentleman again. Uh, incidentally, I was quite serious when I said he reminded me of a character out of one of your books. Inspector Delford in the Tenworthy Affair? Delford, yes. I see what you mean. <laughs> Good heavens, fancy remembering that book, Mr. Davis. It's been out of print for ages. Oh, but I told you, I was a fan of yours. I found a second-hand copy about a year ago. You know, it's very good. You should tell your publishers to reprint it. He never stops telling them. <laughs> How many books have you written, Mr. Temple? Oh, um, 22. Conveniently forgetting some of the uh, earlier ones. If I can ever forget them. Do you often stay in Canterbury, Mr. Davis? Oh, fairly often, Mrs. Temple. I'm very fond of this part of the world. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, I'm crazy about all these old, uh, well, what you might call historical places. Bath, Harrogate, York, Canterbury. Excuse me, oh, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I've brought you some soup. Oh, thank you. Hmm. What is it? Soup of the day, sir. Oh. Uh, is your name Temple? Uh, no, no, this is Mr. Temple. Well, there's a call for you, sir. It's from London. Well, the caller didn't give a name. Oh, excuse me, dear. Yes, sir. You'll find the box in the corridor, side. It's on the right. On the right. Thank you. Well, Mrs. Temple, are you staying down here long? No, I don't expect so. We shall probably drive back to London tomorrow. Hello? Is that Paul Temple speaking? Yes. This is Inspector Cray, Mr. Temple. Oh, hello, Inspector. I'm speaking for Sir Graham. We tried to contact you in London. What is it? What's happened? Sir Graham would rather like you to come back to town, if you can manage it. Tonight? Yes, tonight. What's happened, Crane? There's been another murder. A man called Barton. James Barton. Oh, I see. All right, tell Sir Graham I'll come straight back to town. Very good. Oh, um... What happened to Barton, exactly? He was shot. Oh. Did you find the revolver? Uh, no. Uh, but I found something else rather interesting. Oh? I found it by the side of the body. What? A pencil. A silver pencil bearing the initials... C.K.? Yes. You don't seem very surprised about the pencil, Mr. Temple. I should have been very surprised if you hadn't found it, Inspector. That was the third episode of the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Alex Affair, with Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve. Sir Graham Forbes was played by James Thomason, Inspector Crane by Hayden Jones, Mrs. Trevelyan by Barbara Mitchell, and Dr. Kahima by Rolf Lefebvre. The serial was produced in London by Martin C. Webster.